And what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 114 of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler. How are you doing this week, Tyler? I'm all right. How are you? I am very excited because it is like three weeks before E3, and that means, you know, just a lot of... Three weeks, a lot of leaks, you know, we're in it now. We're in it. We are. There's a lot happening now. Um, Hell yeah. It's been been kind of an exciting week with with lots of different things going on. Video games have been all the rage this week. They have. 100 <laughs> percent get it get ha. it get it get it because because i get it, rage I get it. Two get it. had a trail yeah it's been awesome yeah. i've been excited it's an exciting time to be paying attention to video games yeah but tyler how have you been man how have you been i'm all right i've had a long day i have been up since 4 45 this morning and had a two-hour drive to a conference. The conference was all day, and then two-hour drive back. I got home like 30 minutes ago. <clears throat> oh, wow. So so I've had a very, very long day. I'm a tired boy, but hey, that's okay. Um, I mean, it's a neat conference. It's a work conference, but, but they actually talk about some pretty cool shit up there. It's mm. at a really nice place. It's at a casino. Oh. So, yeah. How was the buffet? Uh, the buffet was excellent. They had some fish, some chicken, some garlic whipped potatoes, some nice salads, mm. some... Tasty. I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, these, like raviolis that but they were stuffed with like portobello mushrooms oh stuff they were tasty i liked that sounds amazing Mm -hmm. how has your week been well tyler you injured yourself yeah i was playing soccer last night and man i my my hamstring was already tight going into that game i probably should have taken it easy but i didn't because that's just the kind of person i am uh, and I ended up hurting it even more, and then I also took a knee to the to the quad on that same leg, so I can't really extend or bend that leg very well. There is not a comfortable position to sleep in. I am in constant misery. Ugh. That doesn't but, sound fun. You know, you can always just take pills to mitigate the pain, which is what I what I've uh, been doing. Yeah, um, you could drink alcohol as well. Well, you see, I'm not supposed but to do that. Don't do both at the same time. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, I, that's a thing that people do that you should never do. Right? Yeah. Mm. Just do one or the other. Yeah. Other and if than you're that, doing yeah. the one, don't drive anywhere. Oh yeah, definitely not. Just hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's been a pretty good week, pretty solid week. I was able to sit down with some video games. But Tyler, have you played any video games? I have. I've played two video games of note. Um, I'm I'm happy to report this, this is the last time I'm going to bring up Far Cry 5 because I finished that game. I fucking hate that game. 
<laughs> I I really did not like the ending of that game. I mean, people say it's surprising and everything. And I'm like, okay, maybe it is. Um, sure, why not? But I didn't think either of the choices you were able to choose were great choices. I don't I don't like the endings of them, and also like I don't know. It just like the the last area, so the northernmost area, the boss there, you go through the same sequences three times in a row, and it's the same exact thing, except you just have a slightly shorter time frame every time, and 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 it's like those trippy, drugged out, fucking Far Cry moments. Like this is just lame. It is lame in the way that the game just jerks you out of what you're doing to tell you this story that you don't fucking care about is like ridiculous. Like the main character, the main villain dude, he'll, he'll, he'll just literally ramble on kind of mumbling like this about, about God and about Jesus and about you and love. And he just keeps going on like this for about five minutes. And that's it. And it's like so drawn out. And I'm like, stop, 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 mm. stop. I, I just, that game frustrates me, frustrates the fucking hell out of me. The only thing I really like down the stretch is I got a big bear and his name's Cheeseburger. And he wrecks ass. So I had him and I had Herc. Herc's been in other Far Cry games and he has a rocket launcher. So between the two of them, just wrecked shop. So that was kind of neat. Yeah, that, um, it's a bummer. Those, I was I was hoping for more out of that game. Uh, yeah, I I, I wish it was a different game. I'll say that. Um, to me, I, I just really, really am, am disappointed with it personally. Um, the other thing I played is I played more, but did not finish the Destiny Two Warmind DLC. Um, it's fine so far. I mean, I've only played about three, three missions because I. What happened is I did the first two, and then I did the third one, but I was under leveled. But I'm like, I'm all right. It's destiny, you know. And I'm trying to solo it, and it just was not working out for me. So I went back and, and did a little bit of grinding, but it didn't. It wasn't bad. Basically, if you. If you're under level, if you just do the the normal stuff, so just the nightfall, the flashpoint, and the crucible stuff, you'll get up to where you need to be like pretty fucking quick. You only really need to do that stuff once. So I got up up to there, got my numbers up, and now I'm now I'm fine. I'm gonna continue the story and see where that goes. And uh, yeah, I mean, crucible. I felt like crucible. They, they have changed a lot. It does feel different. Uh, it is, you know, they had that update to make it faster, and it is faster for sure. Matches are, are definitely shorter, it felt like. It felt like it's a little bit more action-packed, which I like. Um, supers are not very good in my opinion anymore like I, I was getting fucking destroyed every time I popped my super um, where before I feel like you could go on a tear but I guess that's that's what they're just trying to do balancing wise and, and exotics definitely are much better like I feel like if you're not rolling with an exotic you're kind of fucking up um, so I like that and I really like the, that ranking system and everything so far. I haven't messed with the whole thing, so I haven't done the competitive side, but I think it is neat uh, ranking up and basically 
you can go on a sh- it counts like your streaks so if you win like four in a row i think you get you know bonus stuff or extra gear um i only got the the two in a row but had some really really tight games where we won it at the very last second i felt super clutch towards the end because we were like tied down the stretch there's like 20 seconds left and uh the other team owned two of the control points our team had one so if they get a kill they get an extra point out of it and we were tied and i just felt clutch because i picked off three dudes in a row without dying which put us up then they came back to tie it up again Mm -hmm. and then we scored at like the last fucking second and won the game it was like 95 94 it was it was uh thrilling which i haven't had in a while destiny 2 multiplayer so that's cool the new maps are all right that i've played so far i'm not super blown away by them they brought back the burning shrine map from destiny one if you remember that map uh that's that's a classic i really enjoy that map so cool that they brought it back i forget what's called the, the burnout now it definitely has a very cool aesthetic to it um so yeah i mean i'm, I'm looking forward to playing more of it one thing i did which i didn't do when destiny 2 launched was i tried the guided games thing for the nightfall and it took about maybe 15 minutes for me to get matched with somebody with another team but it worked totally fine like once i got matched we just rolled through it did the nightfall and that was really fun and then me and one of our other buddies teamed up and searched for someone again and just found one person that time much quicker because we were paired together already and uh did it again and so that was that was fun it's it's uh not bad i'll say the the whole guided games thing so i i like i i i i'm it's fun to be back playing Destiny 2 because Destiny 2 felt so good to play. Um, but it still has frustrations with it, for sure. Like, it's not a perfect game. And I feel a lot of the improvements, unfortunately, are going to be in the next expansion that we're going to have to buy, you know, mm-hmm. which is a little frustrating that, you know, they're in the same boat of where they were but i'm looking forward to playing more of this dlc at least i i definitely want to see the escalation protocol stuff and and i'm almost like tempted to be a madman and try one of the raid layers um because they're a shorter experience uh for the raid it's not i think it's only like two in boss encounters and that's it and you can match make with that with the guided game so i'm like tempted to do that maybe for the first one or something i i don't know we'll see about that one but i definitely want to see what what the rest of this has to offer but i i think if you felt burned out on destiny 2 and you're like no i i i don't really like this game um and your loot sort of game is definitely something else i don't know if this dlc is the thing to bring you back i think what you should probably do for for someone like that is wait for this expansion in the fall see what they're doing with that and if they're truly making a lot of great improvements like they did with the taken king then come back because you would have the new expansion and then these two dlcs at least to play through which is a decent amount of content there but i think it all kind of depends on what they're doing this fall honestly yeah 
it just depends on how much you liked playing Destiny 2 at the time, you know. Yeah, it was, it was fine to play when I did, but man, I, I don't know. It just I kind of burn out on it because there wasn't much there to begin with. Uh, and I no, uh, I did. I actually ran a poll on my Twitter. Uh, only fourteen percent of people thought that I should reinstall it and play again. <laughs> so that's funny. yeah, that's that that isn't uh that isn't encouraging. Um, but we'll see what they do this fall. Maybe they can convince me. They still mm-hmm. they still have a chance to do that, but uh, yeah. it's going to it's going to take some serious changes to the current formula. Yeah, it's just I feel like Destiny Two's just lost a lot of that great mystery that Destiny had once the Taken King came out. Of like, there were so many just random things in the world that you wanted to find out, like secrets here and there, uh, that led to rewarding things like exotics and all sorts of shit. Like Destiny Two doesn't have a whole lot of that, and to me, that's something it desperately needs like big time um but they are they are making a step in the right direction it does feel better um but i don't think it's where where it should be yet but we'll see otherwise i think that is all i played yeah how about um, you other than the slew of pc games that i have been playing of which i'm trying to get one of them to run i can't seem to PC gaming sometimes. Crusader Kings 2, it's an older game. Well, I think that's 2016. Um, It's another strategy game, um, but based in medieval times and the Crusades and all that kind of stuff. Um, But I digress. There there are other games that I need to talk about, such as Laser League. Uh, That game came out last week. Um, It is a fun multiplayer game. It can be played 2v2 or 3v3. Uh, the teams are different colors and then there are these laser nodes that go around the map um, and you try to activate the laser nodes to your color and you can pass through your own color but if you touch the enemy color lasers you die and you can be revived but the objective is to eliminate all the other teams before they can revive each other um, and yeah and that, that ends a point in the round so you have to get three points, which is eliminating the entire other team three times um, and to win a round. And it's uh, the best of five. Or no, oh. it's a best of three. It's a best of three rounds. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool. I like it a lot. Uh, there are a lot of different arenas that like have different patterns for the lasers and stuff. And as like the match, as each uh, individual game, like progresses time-wise as the longer it goes the faster things get and it's pretty cool like you Mm -hmm. and you warp through walls like if you hit the hit the border of the wall you pop out on the very opposite border so there's that kind of strategy to play into it too there are all these different classes that you play as my preference is this class called the thief where you can where like when your ability charges up you can steal enemy nodes and that kind of stuff, yeah, nice. it's really cool. I I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, so, are you? If you get taken out, are you out for that round? No, if you get taken out, uh, there is, you can be revived by a teammate if they just walk over your body. Oh shit! So you got to do it pretty quick. Yeah. Wow. 
That sounds neat. Or you can, like, one of the things you can do is, like, kind of zone them out of being able to revive their teammate. Like, if there's a laser node, like, right by where they died, you can, like, maintain that laser node. Ooh, or yeah. uh, there are certain there's a class called the hunter uh which can which their ability is just straight up you can eliminate someone if you can hit them with your melee um and then there's a sniper which like is kind of like a teleporter you drop you activate the ability it drops a pinpoint and then you move around and like there's a little like kind of dotted line between you and that point and it, when you hit the ability again you tra- teleport back to that point and if there's a player in that path you eliminate them Mm-hmm. Um, there's other ones. There's like this one where you get a shield and you like tackle people and not send knock them around. There's a stun, an electric shock stun, so you can knock them down for a little while. And some of these laser, these lasers, like they don't, they aren't static. They move around the map and stuff and rotate and all that kind of stuff. So it gets pretty hairy when you add in the abilities and stuff like that. Well. There are also different, like, power-ups that drop on the map, too. Like, there's a power-up that's like, oh, steal enemy nodes. There's a power-up that's like, swap all nodes to the opposite color that it is now. Um, There's one that speeds it up temporarily. There's one that stops it, stops all the lasers where they are right now. Like, there's, there's all kinds of cool stuff that happens during the match. Sweet. Is there a... I guess some very intense moments towards the end. Of oh yeah, there's close. like a lot of close calls, a lot of uh, last second revives. Um, because it's like you can kind of like walk over someone even if they're directly over laser, and once you get revived, you have like a little bit of ghost time where like you're not a uh, you're not vulnerable. Uh, so like one time I basically suicided into a laser to revive someone, and then they managed to. Uh, revive the other teammate and they manage to uh, pull it back okay it's like yeah it's it's a really intense game uh i i like it a lot um we could party if you can party up with your friends if you want to and go online that way um there the progression is kind of linear like there uh each level there's like six unlocks per level like as you progress experience wise through uh, like the, it's like, like it's the UI, it's kind of shaped like a hex to display your experience. And at each corner you get an unlock, which is all, uh, appearance based stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a really rad game and sounds like really it. fun. I think it's How like is $15 it? or something like that. Mm. I think it would, nice. I think you got it for less if you pre-ordered it through, I forget what playstation's calling it now but a lot of their digital indie games you get at a discount if you pre-order mm-hmm. uh, but yeah that's it was uh it was a fun time to play that i've also been playing through rage now all that i've been playing it on my xbox that did come out on playstation 3 also back in the day but it's just easier for me to access it on my xbox one right now but rage doing a little bit of research on that video game since there is a sequel coming out how is a lot more rad than i thought it would be really yeah i thought it was just going to be some linear first person shooter um but turns out there's like this open world albeit kind of a bland open world but there's like crafting uh there's all these different weapon stuff that you can get uh there's you you pick up like items to sell and buy upgrades and stuff like that it's pretty cool uh there's a whole racing component to it it's Mm -hmm. very mad max in the vehicles and stuff like that like you drive around in this buggy with like rockets and machine guns and shit 
so, you know, we're going to talk about Rage 2. Just judging from what you saw in the trailer Rage 2 and playing through Rage, is it are those two things pretty different in tone? Like, is this game very serious? I think is it goofy Ra- or okay, what? Okay, so... Rage is taking itself too seriously, and I think Rage okay. 2 is an acknowledgement of they did that, but now they're yeah. going to go crazy with it. Yeah. Um, and that, that I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah. I, I think Rage 2 is going to be a very cool game. Uh, it seems like they learned a lot about, like, and they're incorporating things that they learned in games like Doom and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It. It, it, the way that game looks like it moves, I'm not sure, I, of course, because I haven't played it, but it looks like it moves a lot like Doom, and like it, I, I'm excited for it. Yeah. It's, it's, mean, it has I, a lot of personality, I'll give it that. Yes, and I think that, that trailer, I, I was very blown away by i'm like this is not what i was expecting this is not what i remember to be rage to be i never played rage but i just remember seeing a lot of it it seemed like this very serious very brown and gray shooter you know and this is like oh okay it's very uh yeah it it reminded me a lot of if you slapped doom and borderlands together you know, and, and I, I because it seemed like crazy fucking gunplay, but then in, in you know, kind of more upbeat, I guess, like a Borderlands. I'm not saying there's loot or anything like that, but I kind of hope there isn't. To be honest with you, yeah. Uh, I hope it's a it's a little bit more straightforward with its weapons, like Doom is or something. Mm. That that would be fucking awesome. But man, some of that combat just looked insanely fun. Yeah. yeah. And- the original Rage has good combat too. Like I'm, I'm drawing like a lot of lines between Rage and what they did after Rage. The combat in that scene feels a lot like very similar to uh, the new Wolfenstein games, the gunplay at least, and then enemy movement, like the way that the mutants work in Rage is very similar to how uh, ghouls move in Fallout 4, just the way that they scamper around and like crawl on stuff. As they as they mm-hmm. come come at you, just the whole swarming look to it. Uh, it's it's very similar. I'm seeing like they keep learning from e- like each studios are step separate and everything, but they definitely learn from each other and incorporate concepts from each other. And it's a really yeah. cool thing to see over there. Yeah, I love that Bethesda is still so committed to like now. We don't know if there's co-op or anything or even multiplayer in this game, but at least they're still very committed to like single player shooters that are just fucking awesome. You know, I think between Doom, Wolfenstein and Prey and Outrage 2, you know, damn, it could be good. I'm excited. I think they said uh, spring 2019 for this one and it's being co-developed by id and avalanche the makers of the developers of just cause of mad max which i think is very fitting you know avalanche makes some crazy shit just cause is kind of like a crazy game so i think it's it's very very fitting that they're working on that and and when i saw that it was rage 2 and i'm like hmm interesting it's working on rage 2 all right but then i heard avalanche is helping co-develop and i'm like hmm 
maybe it's still maybe working on Doom 2. I doubt we'll see both at the same time because right. they probably want to push push one, push Rage 2, and then do Doom 2. But I hope I hope somewhere in in the studio uh, it's making Doom 2. Yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm sure they we'll they've got next. some some pre uh, production kind of stuff going yeah. work on going on that. Yeah, but but I think it's cool that Bethesda is not letting Rage go, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, let's let's give it another shot. It's been a long time. Let's reinvent it, shoot some new shit into this game and into this franchise, and see what happens. It seems neat. Mm-hmm. And it seems very, um, I'm not sure if this is tactical by any means, but this coming out of Bethesda, like, of course it wasn't planned. It was due to this leak that kind of pushed this kind of press event for this press stuff going forward. But, uh, I think Pete Hines even said that they had planned to reveal this before E3 anyway. It just moved their plans ahead a little bit. So I'm wondering if this whole rage thing was meant to, um, distract us from what Bethesda Studios might be doing. Yeah. Maybe. They might they might be playing a little little uh, smoke screen there to try yeah. to distract us from uh, what Bethesda Studios might may or may not be putting out this year. Yeah, I mean maybe, and we're supposed to learn and see it like a I guess a demo of Rage Two at E three. Do you think Rage Two is enough to carry their conference? But also, like Pete Hines said, that apparently this is like their longest conference yet. So like. Man, I mean, we'll do E3 predictions sometimes soon, yeah. but I'm like, damn. Like, I, I don't think Rage 2 is their tentpole game. I think they have to have something I else. Think like, I think it's Bethesda Rage... Studios. I think Maybe. it's their yeah. year. I think so. And and I think Rage 2 is potentially in the position that like Doom was. Like mm-hmm. I think maybe they open up their E3 with Doom t- with Rage 2, you know, kind of like they did with Doom and just smack people in the fucking mouth and then they have something really big later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be really cool. We'll, of course, yeah, we we will have that predictions podcast and that's going to be a very fun thing that we do every year. Uh mm-hmm. but this year especially just what all this unknown stuff like yeah i feel like we don't know enough games like like i know from especially from third parties like uh, it's yeah well we'll talk about sony's plans later and i'm Mm -hmm. like shit's getting weird man like i don't get it yeah (laughs) i don't know oh well I I, I think weird. I, I think it's we'll get to later. Sorry, I just I just want to let you. Know, I'm throwing one extra story in our news. All so, right, good. Sorry, I, I'm just, I, I'm just gonna say that at E3 we definitely won't be seeing any PlayStation Vita stuff because uh, it, it seems pretty clear now that Sony's uh, ending production of Vita carts, which basically which uh, basically means there's no more going to be no more production of physical games for your PlayStation Vita. Um, this is kind of their way of sunsetting it. Although I still think there are going to be some digital games that come out on it. It would be dumb of them to be like, no, you're not allowed to release a, vid- a Vita game. But yeah. uh, this definitely uh, reduces its presence in retail stores. So, Oh, yeah, definitely. And at the same time, I'm like, though, who bought physical Vita games? <laughs> I don't know. There, I there are people like out there who do that. Do yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm st- I, if I could... Like, I'm just so torn between physical and digital because, like, 
on the switch, for example, like I'm going a lot more digital on it. And I'm like, this is so fucking nice. Cause I can just go from game to game to game. But at the same time, like I really like having physical. It's there's something there's something nice about it. Mm. But I'm getting more digital as time goes on. Aren't we all? Say, yeah, <laughs> I mean we really are. That's true. <laughs> um, I was that that was a big topic at my conference today. It's going is digital stuff, digital future. Yeah, making shit digitally. Yeah, crazy. But uh. Yeah. yeah. Speaking R. of R. things yeah. ending, Tyler, it is the yeah. end. It is the yeah. end of Boss Key Studios or Boss Key Productions, uh, the makers of Lawbreakers and Radical Heights, uh, led by Cliffy B. Turns out, uh, things didn't work out exactly as they planned, and uh, they're they have to shut down now. Um, but yeah, it's. It's sad. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, although it's kind of hard to say, like, I kind of saw this coming, and I, you might have seen it coming yeah. too, because just the way that Lawbreakers was, it was, it looked like a very high production value game that just came out to almost nobody playing it. And yeah, it, that's, it's, it's, that sucks, but it, they they made a quality video game that just wasn't what the mass gaming audience was looking for. Nope, and it came out at a really bad time as well. And uh, then then they had Radical Heights and just which apparently you know. was doing okay for them, but it was it wasn't a it wasn't going to move it far enough for them to save the studio. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of throwing, you know, some spaghetti noodles at the wall, see if it stuck. But I, I think the problem probably with that game is that it was just way too early into development to sustain anything. You know what I mean? Like, I think if they somehow could have hung on and maybe developed it a little bit further, I think it probably would have done a little bit better, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's sad. It's always sad, sad when a studio closes, but I think it's also sad just because, you know, people lose their jobs for sure with this and, uh, that's never a good thing. So hopefully all those people find, find a place to, to be, but also like Cliff's a, he's a great mind in video games and it might not have, he might not have proven that really with lawbreakers or radical heights as much as he did in the past. But, you know, I, I hope he doesn't go away from video games because I still think he's, he's great to have, you know, he's one of those, like, you know, like in movies, there's a lot of very recognizable directors. And I think when it comes to video games, there's a lot of recognizable, like creative directors or producers. And Cliffy B is one of the most recognizable, you know, when it when it comes to that. He's he to me, he's maybe not in terms of quality, but in terms of like recognition, he's up there with like Kojima or Neil Druckmann or something. You know what I mean? And. So I, I I hope he finds finds a place to be. Yeah, he's been, sure. yeah he's been uh, tweeting out some of like the concepts for some other stuff that he's pitched around, and like a lot of yeah. that stuff seems really cool, but none of it's being picked up. And I, mm-hmm. I I just wondered like where where does he find his footing? It's yeah. it's kind of it, I 
I wish him the best, but I don't I don't know where if those pitches didn't get through, I don't know what's what's happening. Uh, yeah. I I I don't know on that either. Microsoft's Maybe makes makes new yeah. studio, but I think yeah. he said he pitched everything to. Yeah, he did. I think that Microsoft was included in what he said he pitched to. Mm-hmm. So like, maybe it was just wasn't the ideas. You know, I, I don't know. But definitely sad for sure. I mean, that's got to be extremely demoralizing to spend so much money and time on a game, and it comes out and like nobody fucking plays it. And it's and it's almost kind of like a joke to people, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like when people talk about lawbreakers, all they talk about is how there's seven people playing it right now. Yeah, uh, that's got to be incredibly demoralizing. Oh boy, you let's get through all the sad news. Let's let's talk about what we won't be seeing this year. Yeah, in this next segment, uh, we'd like to call. Not happening. I, I just made that up. Um, <laughs> not first happening. First up, that's not happening. Shenmue 3. Surprise. Wait till 2019 for that one, folks. Next up. Oh, man, this sucks. Metro Exodus. Delayed Ugh. to early 2019. But, hey, we got we got Rage 2 to, for our single-player yeah. FPS. So, that's, yeah, that's... that can happen. Also, I just picked up the Met, the Metro uh, Last Light in, uh, what is it, mm-hmm. 2033? 2033. Yeah, 2033. I picked both of those up on sale, yep. so I got those to play. But yeah. Did you get them on your PC? No, I got them on my PlayStation. Oh, dude, those games apparently melt fucking graphics cards, bro. Oh, do they? Yeah. Damn. Well, Steam sales, Steam summer sales coming up anyway. I might just buy it again. Um, But yeah, that's not coming this year. Also, not coming this year. A a take two, highly anticipated sequel, which we can only assume is Borderlands Three to fiscal year twenty twenty, which means the earliest it will come is April twenty nineteen. Yep. I assume that this is going to be a launch game for the next generation of consoles. Really. Damn. Yeah. Or if know, not, Matt. it will be it will be very quickly remastered for the next generation of consoles. Yeah, I think it, it will be, be it will be available at launch for the next generation. Yeah, I, I I think Borderlands Three makes makes this these consoles for sure. We shall see. But that's sad. And also, Randy Pitchford kind of came out and said that basically shut down that it's not going to be at E three. Mm-hmm. And that also made me incredibly sad. <laughs> I was very that, unhappy. That was like to my shoe in, man. That 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 I was like, that's fucking happening. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lose my shit when it's happening. But I guess I'll just have to wait on that one. Yeah, that's sad. Also, yeah. not coming this year. What's not happening here, Tyler? Skull and Bones. The other Did you pirate remember game. That game. Yeah, I remember that game. Uh, it was. I was actually excited for this, and then more excited for it after Sea of Thieves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this seemed like it was going to be a fun pirate game coming out this year, but not until next year. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that's fine. I think some of these publishers are looking at this fall and already how it's kind of shaping up with just some massive titles and going, I don't think there's a place for us. Let's let's hold off till early next year, spring or summer or something like that, where we can find more of an audience. Like I think as good as it could have been, you know, Metro Exodus or Shenmue 3 just would have been fucking destroyed this fall. And, you know, if you put those games sometime early next year, they'll definitely be much more successful. Um, I see this as a summer 2019 game. Yeah, I think it it would be great. Um, I think it'll be interesting with Metro and Rage going against each other early next year. That'll be fun. Um, Yeah, maybe maybe next year will turn out to be one of those crazy ass year for shooters again. Mm -hmm. Who knows what we'll get, but. that, that'll be interesting. I'm really looking forward to Metro Exodus. I think that game looks fucking fantastic. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty stoked on that one. Uh, not surprising on Shenmue 3 to me. I mean, that game's been in development for a little while. Mm-hmm. And also, that I still remember that Kickstarter thing in E3, and it was like, that's weird. That was weird. Yeah, that was, that was really weird. It, <laughs> yeah. Why would you put a... It just, I don't know. Yeah. Just putting a Kickstarter on a stage at E3, like, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. We got some happy news to, uh, you know, well, temporarily happy. We'll see where this goes. But the United States Senate is has voted to save net neutrality. Um, mm-hmm. Keep those restrictions on uh, internet service providers from throttling certain... Uh, sources such as Netflix, YouTube, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it seems like these rules might stick around anymore. Uh, they still need to get the president to vote on this. I think that's where it's going mean, to, to fall to, apart. to sign off on this, and yeah. and that's it's a bummer that it relies on that signature. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It, so it's got to go through the House and then the Senate, or um, then a uh, Trump, and. That was one of the things Trump wanted to do, and that's why he elected who he elected as the FCC chairman. So it's like, well, he'll probably they'll probably hand him the bill to sign and he'll just throw it in the trash and be like, fuck you guys. Yeah, which would be a damn shame because I, I like the Internet as it is. Yes. And it made me happy to read that the Senate voted to save it i'm like thank fucking god there's like some straight heads on in our government at least for this issue (laughs) oh maybe just a little over half it was only a 52 to 47 yeah yeah (laughs) i mean it was pretty close but oh god yeah and i think um, the majority of them were uh, democrats Mm -hmm. just because politics you know yeah they this should not be a political issue honestly no it it shouldn't it shouldn't but i i hope you know it's a battle won but it's definitely not it's not, not the, the end of the war and and i think people still just got to push to let it be known how how bad how badly we should have this now it's not good if it goes away there is a war going out on that front, but there are wars breaking out 
on the internet about Black Ops 4 and very specific things in Black Ops 4. Um, Yeah. I watched the reveal event today, Tyler. I'm not sure if you did. No, I did not get the chance, but I'm going to play this trailer on silent right now. Okay. Well, I will say that the multiplayer looks a lot more like Overwatch than it does Call of Duty. All right. Which is that a bad thing? I'm not sure if I like. Why? I just It seems like they're they brought back specialists, okay, for one which is like kind of like they're making it more of a hero shooter with specialists having their own special abilities. And they there are healers now. Like there's a, there's someone that heals people. You can see all your friendlies, yeah. HP, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. You don't health recovery has changed. Health. Yeah, health is yeah. recovery has changed. You have to like manually heal uh, outside of combat, or just like get to a safe place to heal up. Which mm-hmm. I I kind of get. That's kind of cool. Um, but man, I all these abilities. I see that I saw saw like that gravity slam thing that they're putting in there. That I mean, that's like. I don't know. That's like a Titan slam, and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, that doesn't but, belong. Yeah, but that was in... But Okay, hold on. I don't like... No, I didn't like it back then. It was in Black Ops 3. I didn't like it back then. the shit out of that game. I didn't like that aspect of that game. All right. And then, man, it's just... I get why people are excited about it. Mm. It's just not for me. This multiplayer looks like... I don't know. There are a lot of cool things they're doing with it. The, like the way they're handling weapons and attachments and stuff looks really yeah. cool. How they're yeah. like individual attachments for each weapon and all that stuff. Yep. But yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad thing if they try to push it to be more team oriented like Overwatch, but I don't think it's going to happen. That's not how people play Call of Duty. That's not how the mass masses play Call of Duty. Fuck, that's not even how I play Call of Duty for the most part, you know? Like, you're just running around trying to fucking kill people, you know? But, I mean, it could be a good time. I think it's just, it's an adjustment that people have to make. It's a change of mindset that people have to make. And just because of what Call of Duty's been for so long now, I I don't know if that's going to be a thing, you know? Yeah. But but I I do like what they're doing certainly with like customization and stuff. I think that that could be neat. Um I actually don't in a way I don't mind what they're doing with with taking regenerative health away either. Um I is I just don't think Call of Duty needs it anymore. It it just that's a small change. That that could definitely be an interesting thing. Um I I just wonder because watching at least the first multiplayer trailer like you still die extremely quick and you always have died really quick in Call of Duty like how good is a healer going to be if you're fucking getting destroyed in 2 seconds you know what i mean i mean it really depends on how that mechanic work if it's like preemptive mm-hmm. if you can like just boost their health or something yeah. like that who knows yeah because I, I mean it obviously works really well in Overwatch because you have characters that can take a lot of damage you know i wonder if they're going to have that sort of thing in 
in in Call of Duty? Are all those characters going to have different health ranges? I, I don't know if I really really saw that. I'm just going to skim through this quick to see if I can see anything. But um, yeah, I mean, I, it seems like a lot of the abilities are almost very similar to you know some of them are similar to what they had in black ops 3 yeah uh, it seems like just looking at this trailer that everybody has 150 health at least that's everyone that they played just having that number up there like that it doesn't bother me too much but it's it's just it doesn't seem feel like call of duty when it the way it's the way it's being presented it doesn't look like a call of duty anymore but is that like, a bad thing? Like, Call of Duty's been so same for so long. Like, is that a bad thing that they're really shaking up the formula now? I'm just posing that as a question. I don't I, know if it is. Or I feel like yet. Call of Duty has its identity, and I feel like what what they're doing now is kind – It it's not – it seems like they've moved away from trying to be any sort of like war shooter, like any kind of like, like any kind of like real combat simulator or anything like that. It seems more like they're just, they're just making a fun game, which I have no problem with them making a fun game. It's just not, not what I'm looking for. Well, I am looking for a fun game, but I, their, ver- their uh, version of fun here seems to be a little bit, I don't know. A little bit too fast paced for my brain I, f- I i prefer things that are a little bit slower mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know man it's just the presentation also it it's a lot more colorful i'll give it that it looks really good it looks really good it looks beautiful um yeah it's just so, I, I i don't like being assaulted with information while i'm on while i'm playing call of duty i so like what do you want I I want I want the UI to be a little bit minimalistic. Mm, okay. I I I don't like having a shit ton of crap on my screen. I just want to mm-hmm. play the game. Yeah. I yeah. I I and like I, I feel like feel Call of Duty has progressively been putting more stuff on your screen and I'm like please just stop. Yeah. Um so I mean there's a lot of a lot of shit to talk about with this one. Mm-hmm. I, I think the highlight uh, the, was zombies. The next yeah, thing that's, on the that's list. That's what yeah. I'm watching now. Like the the zombie seems really fucking cool to me. And so there's three different zombies mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what's that? Nine. Yeah, nine. And then Voyage of Despair and Blood of the Dead. Yes. Um, but what I read and what I fucking dig is apparently like these modes are super customizable in terms of like difficulty and you can finally like really play by yourself or if it's too hard knock the difficulty down i'm like fuck yes finally because sometimes i just want to play through zombies or something and see the end of it like the one for world war ii i thought it was cool and we got pretty far but like i want to see the end of it but the difficulty is just so crazy and most of the time we can't get four people to play and the more you add then the harder it gets and the quicker they send zombies at you and the the speed of the zombies the amount of zombies and it's like fuck you know and it's just like we we play it casually so we don't have a ton of time to sit there and just get extremely good at zombies until we see the end of it so it's like now that if there's difficulty that we could maybe adjust and stuff that's cool 
I can dig. This trailer is neat for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like some dude and he's turning people into dead people. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> they're doing some unique looks, things with. They're having. They're having like fun broken. with the zombie story and yeah. stuff, and I, I think that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think, you know, why not? Uh, people like zombies, maybe, you know, try try expanding it a little bit more. Yeah. I think I think that's a, a, a good thing. Um, and then I think we need to talk about the other big thing. There's two more big things with this game. Uh, Battle Royale is confirmed for it. It's called Blackout. Yep. Um, it's the largest map in Call of Duty history, which is like no fucking shit. If you're doing a battle royale mode, that's what you need, man. Mm-hmm. It's a big map. Uh, that's that's not a talking point to me. Um, so yeah, they didn't say how many players. No, they didn't. Not at all. I and so yeah. Go ahead. This has been sparking a lot of discussion on the internet that I have been absolutely furiously just how do people, how are people so thick in the head to think a certain way that Black Ops, Blackout is going to kill PUBG? Oh, no. And I'm like, you motherfuckers don't understand why people play PUBG. People play PUBG because it's a Mm slow-paced crawl to the end. It's a very tense experience, a very tense experience, a very tactical experience. Yes. And to think that people who haven't already jumped to Fortnite would jump to this is just... I don't understand how that train of thought goes. Like, Blackout... It, uh, to me personally, it does not appeal to me. The the kind of feeling of Call of Duty combat does not translate well to a battle royale to me. It is too fast. It is too much of people running around, sprinting around, quick scoping, all that kind of shit. That isn't something I want to see in a battle royale. I don't want to like. <clears throat> it's. I get it. It is a very smooth playing first person shooter. But in that, it is also, I don't know, it's very twitchy. I feel like Call of Duty is a very twitchy game. Uh, And that's not, that kind of go, that grinds against what I'm looking for in a battle royale where it's supposed to be very deliberate, whereas in Call of Duty, it seems like it's going to be reactionary and like reflex based. And that, it's two different kinds of things but i think blackout will find its success i think it's a very cool concept i think uh they did mention there are going to be air sea land vehicles and stuff like that it's going to be very interesting to see how they manage to integrate that yeah um we didn't really see much of actual gameplay from it we didn't see any gameplay actually from it yeah it's more kind of a concept thing it says you know yeah there's going to be vehicles but then also zombies it's going to be in this as well um somehow i don't know if that's a separate mode but yeah i I, it's it's interesting like i think it could it could be cool for sure but uh, but i'm totally with you that I think just because of how Call of Duty is typically played with quick scoping, running around and in a very solo experience most of the time that it could be difficult 
to get into. Now, what they have to fucking nail, which I don't know if they will, we'll have to see. They have to nail what like Fortnite does extremely well. You die, you're out, you're back in. Mm-hmm. Like if if they have any sort of loading or waiting time that's significant for this, like a typical multiplayer match, that's going to be fucking frustrating to me. Because if if I'm running around, I get quick scoped here, and then I'm running around again, quick scoped again. Like I don't want to have to wait. And it's such a first world thing. Like oh, I have to wait to play my video game. But like, but that's just a, a thing that. Fortnite and PUBG do so well it's like you're you're down and you're back in it again you know and, and, and it creates that addictive mentality of like alright just one more one more oh fuck we were so close just one more we got it this time you know so they have to nail that yeah yeah which we'll we'll see uh, I certainly want to try it I will say that because I, I want to truly see what it's like you know it's it's just such an intriguing thing um i think this is definitely what we'll see at e3 for sure you know there's usually something for call of duty i think it'll be this mode um do you think this mode will be available at launch i i hope so otherwise i feel like they would have showed it shown Mm. it but maybe maybe they do want to tease people just until E3. I don't know. Yeah, um, it'll most certainly be on Sony's stage due to that partnership. Yeah, and we already know a few things happening on Sony's yeah. stage. So then the last big thing with Black Ops Four is there is no campaign in this oh, game. Right? Yeah. I is mean, I haven't. I'm been torn a fan. on this one. I haven't been a fan of Call of Duty campaigns, like. Yeah. They, they were usually big spectacle things, but I don't think story-wise they ever really did anything for me. And, like, I've kind of moved away from, like, from liking them because, like, to be honest, the mechanics they introduce are not all that different than the mechanics you encounter in multiplayer. No. So it's like, they haven't really I mean, done anything truly unique in in campaign stuff that doesn't really tra- that doesn't translate anywhere else yeah the only one i've enjoyed in a long time is infinite warfares but and that's because they they did some different things there i i felt like the characters were really well done in that one the visuals were fucking insanely gorgeous i loved the concept of side missions and being like a commander of a ship it felt sort of in a way like mass effect like in a way just a little bit and i was like this is fucking cool. I really enjoyed that campaign, but but I agree with you. Like, I didn't like World War II's campaign. Uh, Black Ops 3's campaign was a dumpster fire. Same with Ghost. Like, eh. Advanced Warfare's. I'm like, eh, it was it was fine. It's like, it's just. I get it. I think from a business perspective. Like, this game's still going to sell extremely well. And everybody right now is like, ah, oh, no buy from me then. But well, it's like... To be honest, I feel like they're well. I feel like they're making up for it with what they are offering. Like I feel oh, like yeah. having a battle royale, having like three zombies maps at the start, like the yeah. and we don't know is the specifics on how much multi how many multiplayer maps are going to be yet. Yeah. But like I feel like they are making up for it with the content in the other modes. 
Yeah, and and I saw some comments of like, oh, well, I'm not buying it then because then there's not a lot of content in the game. I'm like, you fucking kidding me, motherfuckers! I mean, we haven't seen the whole game, but like, they're offering three zombies modes, uh, battle royale mode. I'm sure there's a lot of different modes in multiplayer, a lot of different customization, and all that stuff. I'm like, you probably go play Overwatch or Fortnite, and it's like. Those games have plenty of content in them, but they're just multiplayer-only games. You probably don't bitch about those games. Like, I just think that that idea of, like, these guys that worked so hard on this game didn't put enough content in it. Now, there's cases where that is 100% fucking true. I think the example this year is, like, Sea of Thieves. Like, there's not a lot of content in that game, and that's a big disappointment in that game. It, it, it is a problem. But I think with this game, it's not going to be a problem. Honestly, I, I don't think so. So I'm like, okay, you're like content. Like, really, you're going to sit down and play this campaign for five hours and then never play this fucking game again. If that's what you really want. That's you know, that's fine. But that's not a lot of content. Like, I don't know. I just I, I, I saw that comment just kind of threw my hands up in the air. I just truly I don't agree with that one. I think I think what they're offering is is uh maybe all right. Yeah. We'll have to see. I mean, hey they're taking some some bold steps for Call of Duty with this one. Of like they're shaking up gameplay. I think the battle royale thing, while not new, you know. Is a is a different thing for Call of Duty for sure. Not having a campaign's a bold decision. You know the way that they're really broadening out zombies. You know could be really great. You know they're they're taking some d- different steps for sure. We'll just see how it pans out. Yeah, and definitely going to see more of it on Sony's stage this year at E3 alongside such games as Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us Part 2, Spider-Man, and Death Stranding. What do you think we're going to be seeing from each of those games? Oh, boy. All right. Um, I can see... I think uh, Death Stranding is going to open their show, and I think we're going to get gameplay of that game. I, I really do. And I don't know how detailed it'll be, but I don't think I, I think we'll get gameplay, but mixed in another ridiculous trailer. I think that's what we're going to see from that one. Ghost of Tsushima. That one's interesting because all we've seen, all we saw was that trailer from, you know, a while ago last year. So in, in who knows how far along that game is. I think you know, they're saying we're going to get deep dives on this game, on all these games. So I think you kind of have to show some gameplay of all of them, in a way. Uh, and I could see them showing something that goes to Tsushima. Maybe like this is a samurai dude fighting some motherfuckers and running around Japan. It looks real pretty. Some good music playing. I could be down. The Last of Us Part 2, I think they're going to show some fucking brutal-ass stealth sequence. Maybe. 
I, I just mm. think that's something you show on E3, something that's slow. Like, you know, maybe there's some some chatting with some characters. You know, they have the E3 pan the camera around being like, hey, jerk off to the screen because of how pretty our game is. And I think they're going to get into some brutal shit because that's what this game is. And then people will be like, I don't like that. It, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And Spider-Man, they, they got to show some exciting shit. I don't know. Do they reveal a different villain, another villain in Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Do you think we'll see a Death Stranding movie? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, not a movie. But like I said, I, I don't think E3 goes by without us not seeing some fucking weird ass trailer from it. But I what, think what's your, what, hmm, who's your surprise celebrity appearance in a Death Stranding trailer? Ooh. Mm, I don't know. That That's interesting. I mean, I don't know if it was debunked or not. I, I don't remember, but like it was it's rumored that Emma Stone's in this game. Maybe mm. I, I think I, I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on who, but I think if there's a celebrity appearance, it's a female character because mm. all they've shown is is male characters with Guillermo del Toro, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, he's like a and, film guy. Like, yeah. In Norman Reedus. Um and uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. So I think you have to show somebody female, for sure, if they're going to do that. Hmm. But maybe Emma Stone's too expensive. I don't know. Maybe. But at the same time, Mads Mikkelsen. If yeah. he's truly in the game, and that wasn't just for that trailer. I'm like, he's 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 not cheap. Funny story. Uh, nobody in my office knew who Mads Mikkelsen was when I mentioned him. Really? Like, I'm like, who the fuck are Did they people? watch Star Wars? Yeah, they even watch Star Wars, wow. and they don't know. <laughs> I don't. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, what do you what do you think? What do you th- want to see from all these oh, games? Goodness. Um, I'd love to see Ghost of Shush- uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Just a deep game, like uh, some gameplay from that. Like, I want to see how that combat works. Uh, I want to see like. If it's going to be like a a Witcher game, sort of, which is what I kind of want it to be, I kind of want to be it to be like Samurai Witcher. But I, I want to see like what kind of interaction you're having with that world. If it's going to be kind of a linear game, or if it's going to be open world, or if, like opened up, really, I'm not sure. They might have mentioned something about that, but I don't remember. Um, the last Last of Us Part Two. They don't have to show me shit on that. Like, come on. No, come they on. don't. Just but stop. They are. Um. <laughs> Spider-Man, man, I I don't need to see much of Spider-Man either. I think Spider-Man's really cool. It would be cool to see another villain. It would be cool to see some of the other characters fleshed out, like who you're going to be working with also. Uh, that would be cool. Uh, Death Stranding, man, I just, I want Kojima just to be Kojima. Just let him, let him be himself. Yeah. Which one of these games do you think has a battle royale? <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man. A hundred symbiotes <laughs> drop in New York City. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting that Sony's getting out ahead of E3 and saying, like, yeah, these are the four games we're, we're having on our stage. And But they also said they are announcing other third-party games and indie titles. So it's going to be more 
more than that, I also like how they got out of ahead of all these PlayStation Five rumors and said, "Nah, mm-hmm. not doing hardware." Um, I, I'm still a little confused on like, is this going to be like a normal conference? Is it going to be a PSX sort of thing? You know, like, hey, let's bring the developers up and have a chat and maybe roll a fucking gameplay demo that was pre-recorded. Like, what are they doing? You know, I think it's it's fine that they're changing it up. Uh, I loved the past two years, especially 2016, when they announced all these games for the most part. You know how it just felt like. You were sitting there watching a, a movie almost in a way. And it was just like constantly all these different trailers and like nobody really talked. But but it was just that excitement of like, oh, what's next? Um, but I think switching it up is is nice. But I also think it maybe says something like, do you think these are the last four major first party games we're getting on PS4? Now, we're also obviously getting Days Gone and Dreams, and there might be some other stuff, but I'm talking, like, major games, because all these games are fucking pretty pretty big. Um, do you think stuff just isn't ready? Are they holding stuff back maybe for PlayStation 5 and, say, say a reveal next year maybe or a re- reveal in 2020 or something? Like, what, what do you think? Do you think this says anything, or do you think they, they truly just want to focus on these games and that's it? Yeah, I think there's, like... I think they're they're realizing that they might have announced things too quickly, and I think this is them trying to play, trying to catch up on the stuff that they've already announced rather than announce new stuff. I think there are other things in the works, but yeah. But I, I also think about other first party studios, and I'm like, like who? Well, Naughty Dog is split into two studios. Naughty Dog has split into the, split into that sec. What is that second studio that made the Lost Legacy doing? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that is true, you know, but are they now back on The Last of Us Part 2 to help finish and and ship that game on time? You know, who, who knows, but, like, obviously Santa Monica just put out a game. Um, you know, their second-party relationship with Quantic Dream is about to be, you know, realized with Detroit coming out. Got Polyphony finally shipped Gran Turismo. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sony Japan, they put out The Last Guardian, what, two years ago? You know, I don't know. Hmm. I think, you know, obviously people really want Bloodborne 2. I don't think that's happening. Do you wait? Let's back up. Do you think they're full of shit and they're, they are going to announce like one big first party game at all? Or do you think like from first party? The Order 1887. Yeah. Woo. Why not? Knack three. That's what they end on. Oh, yeah. Motherfucking Knack. Mark Cerny comes out, pulls some ASMR on the crowd. He's like, and here is Knack three. And everybody loses their fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think those well no, we'll get into that with yeah. with predictions. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. But I'm stoked. I think their time is still the same. So it's Monday at six PM Pacific, nine PM Eastern. Mm. All right. Very excited for that to come. Man, this year's E3 is going to be good. I I feel it. 
yeah i mean i think it's it's gonna be it's always really interesting but i really think this year is just gonna be fucking weird because mm-hmm. like sony getting out saying square like, enix has their own have. conference square enix like i think microsoft needs to come out and pound people in the ass um who knows what nintendo's got all, there's all those weird ass Pokemon yeah. rumors that are happening now that I'm not sure how I feel about personally. Mm-hmm. Um, EA is going to be EA, you know. And also, uh, we oh, didn't put it in the in the stories, but Ubisoft said that they're shipping one more AAA game in their fiscal year this year. Still, and I mean, we have the Crew Two. And I don't know if it's truly happening in this fiscal year, but I mean, maybe it is. I mean, that's why they announced it not too long ago, but the division two, maybe. maybe. And I'm like, Hmm. But then that other one, I think, you know, it's like, Hmm, well, what could that be? And I think I'll tell you what that's going to be, what I think it's going to be in our predictions in a few weeks. Yeah, perhaps. But that's, that's also interesting because Ubisoft's always interesting. Like, what are they going to have? I I would like to bring up this uh this this tweet from CEO Kazharai that 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 a joke Twitter account that's going away after E3. Oh, I forgot about that. Damn it. Uh, their E3 predictions. will I'm gonna go over those right now. Phil Spencer will cycle through 14 different video game T-shirts during the Xbox press conference, none of which are games for games which he is announcing. Nintendo will overexplain every mechanic for any first-party game they show during an, yeah. during the E3 <laughs> Nintendo Direct. That's funny because that's totally what they do. Mm-hmm. I think you're all right. Cool. You want your your video froze Uh-oh. for a little bit. That I got scared. Uh oh. Um, can you still hear me? All right. The what third the prediction fuck is here. Happening? Death Stranding will still make no sense even after Kojima shows an extended demo. Uh, prediction four. <laughs> Ubisoft will have a needlessly elaborate dance slash music sequence for the next Just Dance game. Uh, prediction five. <laughs> Nobody will believe any of the release dates announced at the Square Enix press conference. And then the final prediction. You will fall asleep during the EA press conference, most likely during the FIFA bit. Yeah. I think you're a little bit behind, Tyler. I think there's a little yeah. bit late, a little bit of latency in this call. You're still, you're still being mm. all weird. I don't know what's happening. It's not me. It's you. I'm gonna put this. No, uh, I'm gonna put it's this. Not t- me. It's you. I'm gonna you, put this tweet in here totally so you can look now. at these. Uh, all right. Go, go, click on that. Um, but yeah, these predictions are golden. I love it. I am very sad that this account is going away after E3. Yeah. Oh god. Me too. Mm. While you read these, I will start start us off on the pub party sale. Deals from THQ, Deep Silver, and more. Up to sixty percent on games from THQ, Deep Silver, and the Code and Codemasters oh, this week only at the PS Store. These deals end the twenty second of May, and they are extensive here. Uh. I'll just start going down through some of the games that I know, uh, that I know of their existence, because some of these games I don't understand. Uh, Agents of Mayhem uh, is on sale for seven fifty. Uh, you could get the bundle for twelve bucks or eight bucks if you're a PlayStation Plus member. Uh, they don't have a PlayStation Plus price for base Agents of Mayhem. 
Um, what else is here? Here, Darksider stuff is on sale. You could get uh, you'd get the collection, uh, Furious Collection War and Death for seven ninety nine. You could get Death Darksiders two Definitive Edition for three bucks, or War Master Edition for two bucks which doesn't make sense you'd be better off buying them separately the war mastered and the dark and the definitive edition yeah that doesn't make sense at all that pricing uh, yeah no also i think they were they came out and said they're debating about delaying this game out of this year or dark Siders mm. 3 i mean and i'm like wow that's supposed to come out this year that's not a good idea <laughs> yeah maybe maybe it would be smart to delay out of this year yeah Mm. Oh boy! Other video games. I got these on sale. Metro twenty thirty three Redux is five bucks. Metro Redux is seven fifty. Metro Last Light is five bucks. Damn. That good, dude. That good. Mm-hmm. Anything else here jumping out at you? Saints Row reelected and got out of hell for. Eight bucks. Mm. Do you? Yeah. Do you? If you want to check out more, you can go see that on the PlayStation Store. Yeah. But if you want the new stuff, we got the new stuff here for you. New video games coming out this week. Um, pretty on par for too many video games, I'd say. Why not? Video games coming out before E3. They're they're shipping them. Uh, yeah. this, this one looks very anime. How about you tell us about it? Animal Super Squad. No, oh, wait, no, I wasn't... Okay, I wasn't scrolled up all the way. There is an anime on one PS4. we'll read later. Yeah, this Animal Super Squad looks looks anime. Uh, Animal Super Squad is a physics-based adventure game that lets you play as your favorite animal. Speed through a world full of dangers and bananas. Create your own levels, share them with the community, and forget all that nonsense and just play other people's stuff. Banana bread. The next game on the list. Is a semblance oversight on PlayStation 4 digitally? We were chosen for a reason. One incredible breakthrough and the greatest minds of each generation were called upon to do the impossible. Recreate a precise simulation of the human mind. Oh, is this your anime game? Yeah. Well, not Azure. my anime game. I did not make this game. As Azure Reflections. PS4. Side-scrolling bullet hell fan game based on one of the hottest shooting game series to come out of Japan, the Two Two How Project, Two Who Two 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 Who Project. Mm. We're getting a classic here, yeah. Dragon's Crown Pro. Journey to the Kingdom of Hideland and seek the Dragon's Crown. One of the most beautiful 2D action RPGs in history. Regardless if magic or steel is your fancy, Dragon's Crown Pro offers a variety of ranged and close combat options for the classic side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah. Flynn and Freckles. PS4. Flynn, a young pirate, decides to begin a perilous quest search for the most valuable of treasures. Captain Freckles' sword. Great. Cool. Fantastic. 
Next is great. Forgotten Anne. Oh no. Why is the face on the tummy with the nose? Dude, that what? okay, there's That's freaky. You sh- no, you shouldn't have pointed that out. I would have just looked over it. <laughs> Uh, discover a beautifully realized world of wonder filled with forgotlings. Charming everyday objects brought to life, bursting with personality. That old dude's face on the right is my face about the face on the left in this art. Okay. There's a face on the tummy that, with a that Pinocchio nose. That plays very well for a an audio podcast. Uh, if you want to know what he's talking about, go to the PlayStation Store and look at the art for Forgotten yeah. Man. Well, I just said there, there's a there's a like character, and instead of having a face where the face is, the face is on the tummy with a Pinocchio nose and a mustache. Dude, don't weird. think too hard about it. That's, yeah, I think I'm gonna just, have just some like anime. Don't think too hard about it. Think about Fox and Forest. Fox and Forest is a 2D action platformer with RPG and puzzle elements inspired by the glorious days of 16-bit. Switch between various seasons on the fly. Shoot and slash with your magic melee crossbow and snatch newt to unveil the mystery of the fifth season. You know, season. I what? like this art a lot. Like, there's a chicken that is like falling backwards. Uh, the they have a freaking bayonet on a crossbow. That's awesome. Yeah, and a fox that looks pissed off. Yeah, he's carrying this big old potion in his hand with purple smoke and shit. Yeah. Oh man. Speaking of style, how about Goner? Yeah, Goner is a tough as hell. Procedurally generated 2D platformer with roguelike elements, following the largely misunderstood and altruistic Ick on a journey to cheer up his only friend in this world, a giant landbound whale named Sally. Who? Whales. Mm-hmm. Next up is Hitman Definitive Edition for PS4 retail. Has all the DLC in it and stuff. I don't really think I need to read this. Nah, you don't. It's hit. It's Hitman from a few years ago. And you can buy it in a store. Yeah. Next up, we have the the hot sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn from Guerrilla Games, and that is Horizon Chase Turbo. Horizon Chase Turbo is a racing game inspired by the great hits of the 80s and 90s, OutRun, Top Gear, Rush, among others. The band? Question mark. It recreates classic arcade gameplay and offers you unbound speed and limits of fun. Hmm. I can't wait to play Gorilla's next hit. We have more anime here, Tyler. Little okay. Witch Academia. Chamber of Time. Uncover the mysteries at Luna Nova Academy and experience the magical world of Studio Trigger-style Japanese animation. Join Akko and her friends to work as a team, exploring dungeons, casting magical spells, and using witchcraft to ultimately discover the seven wonders and solve the mysterious shift in time. The art for this is kind of nice. It's mm. kind of nice colors. Magic Knight Grand Sharian on PS4. This looks anime, maybe? Yeah. Take to the skies on an exciting Little Witch Academia adventure. 
Oh, step. this is part of a series. Shit. Step onto the Grand Charion with Akko and friends as they battle their way through monsters in the sky and ground. That sounds complicated. I like the simplicity of this next game, Monster Slayers. Yeah. On PlayStation 4 digitally. Monster Slayers is a roguelike deck-building RPG adventure with an innovative card-based battle system that lets you customize a deck to suit your playstyle. That is not as simple as I thought this game was. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up is Omnisite. Omnisite is an action murder mystery. You are the Harbinger, a powerful mystical warrior. You have witnessed the destruction of the world. In order to prevent annihilation, you are destined to repeat that fateful day and solve the murder of the godless priestess whose death precipitated the apocalypse. I'd like to submit oh a correction goodness. here. You said Omnisite. It is Omen Sight. Oh, shit. Thanks. There you go. Next up is Walden, a game on PlayStation 4 <laughs> digitally. What? <laughs> Take on Henry David Thoreau's classic adventure in living simply in nature. As you explore this epic open world game based on the story of Thoreau's life in the woods alone at Walden Pond. Wow. So the art for this game, there's just like a forest on the other side of a lake and just a bunch of rocks stacked up. Never heard of, of this adventure from Henry David Thoreau. Have you? No, I have not. But that, regardless of this game's quality, that's an awful title. Walden. A game. Walden books. <laughs> Um, welcome to Hanwell, PS4. Hanwell, once a safe haven from the horrors of the world, now a cesspit of animalist scum. Explore a dense open world of terror. Every building, a unique location with its own story to tell. Uh, strung together by the remnants of Hanwell. Some weird ass sentence structures. Okay. We are at the end of this list, Tyler, with Wizard of Legend. Right. Wizard of Legend is a fast paced dungeon crawler with an emphasis on dynamic magical combat. Quick movement and even quicker use of spells will allow you to chain spells together to unleash devastating combinations against your enemies. Yeah. Whew. That's that's it. That's a lot of games, man. You're trying is. to put out a lot of games before E3, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hold on, look, it's I'm going to say, I, I don't like the new Arctic Monkeys album. You don't? No, it's not my thing. Ooh. I'm excited, though, next week, a new Churches album. Oh. I am excited for that. That's a, that's a thing. I like, the, I, I like the new single that's out on the radio right now, Miracle. I think it's it bumps pretty good. It bumps. Yeah, that, uh, that new Seven Dust that's here, that hits pretty hard. Mm. I dig. Okay. They're a good band. Um, they're a band that, like, 
they go back they can kind of like they're on the radio is like a rock band but then they also are kind of a really hard metal band sometimes of like fucking really heavy shit so they kind of go back and forth feed both crowds but they do it in a good way um i i i, I saw the do you remember stories the path of destiny yes that that's who developed omen sight spearhead game oh yes so there you go did not know that was their new game um yeah are you watching the nba playoffs unfortunately not but i saw yeah. uh, a funny video from i'm not sure if you know the youtube guy uh mark phillips he does a lot of funny stuff around the NBA. Like, he makes funny NBA, NBA parody videos, especially mm-hmm. about LeBron James and, like, what he has to deal with his, when he has to deal with his team. I think his content is really cool. I, I encourage you all to go look at his stuff if you want if you want parodies of the NBA. But, yeah. no, I have not uh, watched the finals, the Eastern Conference finals. or what, I haven't watched the NBA playoffs all that much at all. It's, it's I, I don't watch like full games, but I like to to watch every now and then. I used to it's watch all, right. all the time. I used to care so much about the NBA. Yeah, but then I usually watch when the finals are on. Like I like to just chill out, put some play some video games, put basketball on. But it's not looking too good for LeBron James. I'm just saying. I don't. I, even if he makes a if, if even if he makes the finals, he's going to get fucking destroyed by either the Houston Rockets or the Warriors again. Because his team is a a load of poo. I'm, I'm surprised go, I'm, they made uh, it this far. I'm going to link you to this thing because I think you need to see it. Um, okay. Shoot. Let me see. Let's see. Oh shoot! I need to not have my volume on for this because and while you're linking i'm going to just quickly read a a news story that we missed that kind of came up no man's sky next major update gets a release date and adds multiplayer oh if you care no man's sky's fourth major update next is launching free on all platforms including xbox one on july 24th Director Sean Murray joined the stage at the Inside Xbox event to go over No Man's Sky's new multiplayer and co-op features. According to Murray, players will be able to team up with small or large groups or friends or just come across random travelers in multiplayer, teaming up to survive or attack other players. Players can build bases together in a shared online universe, partake in aerial dogfighting in space, race vehicles, and even build custom racetracks for friends. Um, And he said, we have a much broader and more expanded game, so when you play it, day one, you're playing the base game, plus four pretty major updates. Oh, cool. That kind of sounds. Uh, very, I mean, we'll see how it turns out. That's. It sounds a lot more like the game they announced. Yeah, and like the game that Sean Murray talked about a long time ago. <laughs> it's almost like they should have delayed the game until now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but oh, it's really cool. Imagine? And this Ugh. is a free update, correct? Yes, it's free. All right. Yeah, it's cool. I might have to check uh, I mean, that out. I think it's. You know, I don't know if I'll ever go back to it, but at least they have stuck with No Man's Sky to make it what it, you know, deserves to be. Mm-hmm. So that's good. 
just want to throw that out there. All right. With that, I think that's going to do it for us. What anything you're looking forward to doing between now and next time? You're going to play that H1Z1 beta with me? That Battle Royale beta? Does that come out this week? That comes out uh, next week. We might be playing another game together, though. Yeah, maybe. That game's not been getting great reviews. What? Oh, State of Decay? Yeah. Really? It's been getting yeah. bad reviews? Huh. Sort of. I mean, not... I wouldn't call them bad, but not... Mediocre reviews? Yeah. Like, I saw Game Informer gave it a 6.5. IGN gave it a 7.5. Apparently, it's extremely buggy, and it's mm. even worse in co-op. Oh. Which I'm like, fuck, that's how I want to play that game. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we play that H1Z1 beta then. Maybe. Um... Yeah, I, I that maybe play some Destiny Two. Um, Detroit's out next Friday. That's a thing. Yes, but again, as with Friday releases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since we record on Thursdays, we won't have much to say about that next week. No. I don't know. What about you? Um, yeah, I, I'm going to do, do some of that H1Z1 uh, Battle Royale stuff. I'll probably stream a lot of it. Um, I still need to go back and do some finish, clean up some God of War stuff now that it has its photo <laughs> yeah, mode. Me I too. Need, and I now that I finished, yeah, now that I finished Far Cry 5, that's what I'm playing a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh probably play a little bit more uh, Laser League. I almost said Razor League. That's a that's a different. That's like Rocket League and Laser League. I don't know. Um, Rocket League. The next Rocket League season starting, so I might jump on that and do my qualifiers for that. See what the new reward system is. I think they're having that Rocket Pass thing that you mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what that's like. Uh, but yeah, a lot of exciting things happening between now and next time yeah. we meet here on the yeah. Show. I'm sure there'll be a lot of exciting things to talk about, too. Yeah. More leaks. The leaks leading to E3. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. You'd think the video game industry would sink. Yeah. But thankfully it isn't. Thankfully, video games are awesome. And we're going to have an awesome time playing them. Until next time, you can find us and contact us at psreportpodcast at gmail.com. Or no, no, at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com, yeah. at PS Report Podcast on Twitter. You can yeah. find me at The Arctic Sloth, and you can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Tyler, did you guys say anything about that new Seven Dust album? I did. Oh. You should check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Also, are you seeing Deadpool 2 this weekend? I think I might actually see it this weekend. I'm going to probably see it Sunday. Nice. We're going tomorrow. So, stoked for that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, This has been episode 114 of the PlayStation Report. Wow. We hope to see you again next week. Until then, be good to each other. Play your video games. And... If you leak, wipe your ass.